0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Kenny Wallace Show, brought to you by JEGS, the leader in high-performance aftermarket car parts. Remember to go to JEGS.com for everything you need to fix your vehicles up. As the Herminator takes a break, it's sleeting pretty hard, snowing pretty hard here in St. Louis, Missouri, I'm about 17 miles south of the arch. We're in Arnold, Missouri. Love my hometown. And uh, it's showtime. It's time for the Daytona 500. 80 degrees in Florida. 30 degrees up here in St. Louis. And it's sleeping and snowing outside my window. All right, everybody. Let's bring you up to date. Let's, let's tell you what's going on in Daytona. Let's give you the highlights of the twin 150s, or, or, or as they call it, the duels. It used to be called the twin 125s. A little history lesson here. It was always the twin 125s. The twin 125s, let's be clear. The front row is locked in all the time. When you qualify, the first two starting spots are locked in, right? So on the front row for the Daytona 500 is Joey Logano on pole. Quick time! And a surprise, Michael McDowell. Front row outside in that good-looking yellow Loves truck stop car. And uh, that was a big surprise. That was a shock. Michael McDowell almost was on pole for the Daytona 500. But we have seen these upsets in past history. I, I think Loy Allen once with the Hooters car was on the pole for the Daytona 500. That kind of shocked some people. But uh, the Daytona 500 is this Sunday. The front row is set. Joey Logano on pole. Mike McDowell front row outside. All right, let's move ahead. Let's talk about Thursday night. It's called the dual 150s. They lengthened it. Like I said, it used to be the twin 125s, but they had to make pits. That they, they, they did not have to make pit stops. They can make it. So NASCAR said, well, we're going to make it longer. That way you have to make a pit stop. We don't want you to make it the whole way on no gas. We want pit stops. So NASCAR said, we'll fix your butt. We'll call it the dual 150s. We're going to change it. So 150 miles. They ran two of them on Thursday night. And, buddy, NASCAR, I'm sorry to disappoint the fans that hate their life. I don't like NASCAR. And that's why I watch it. (laughs) I watch NASCAR so I can complain about it because I like talking crap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Both these dual 150s were incredible. You did not know who was going to win until they came off of turn four. Side by side, door handle to door handle, passing on the last corner for the win, and we had Jimmy Johnson battling it out with J.J. Yaley. We had a race for the win in the first duel, and when we had a race for 15th spot, Jimmy Johnson and J.J. Yaley to qualify for the date up. 500. So it was drama. All right. So the um, that Herminator put us, these are 200s built by my buddy uh, Greg Dethridge. Greg's got a, what is it? Dethridge Optics. Check Greg out. He got some good stuff going. Give me a little cleaner here. Greg Dethridge, right there. All right. Dethridge certified opticians down there, Wichita Falls, Texas. He's also the one that makes all the glasses for uh, Jonathan Davenport and now Chris Madden, all the big boys, uh, in racing. So, um, we already talked about the front row set, Logano, McDowell. Um, our dual winners were Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick, but the first duel was won by Tyler Reddick. And I got to tell you, how about you young kids? So monster energy drink, uh, they make a new hard tee so that it's called Nasty Beast. Nasty Beast is sponsoring Tyler Reddick and he wins the first duel and their commercials kick butt. Got some girls in bikinis dancing around the swimming pool and I'm like, oh boy, I can't wait to look at this timeline. This is going to be edgy and good. I liked it. I'm a girl dad. I'm married with three daughters. Go girls. Uh, so Tyler Reddick, he's married. He's got a kid, and uh, Kurt Busch is there. Uh, you know, Kurt's retired, and he's playing uh, part, you know, team, not owner, but Kurt's all in right there at the Michael Jordan team with Denny Hamlin. He's a big monster energy drink guy, so this nasty beast is a hard tea. It's a liquor, and uh, I like it that Tyler Reddick made a last corner move Going into turn three, coming to the checker, and Tyler Reddick wins the race in exciting fashion. The first duel, and he and he looks in his mirror, and he goes, i wonder wondering how Jimmy Johnson is doing. Is he going to miss the race? Is our seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson, after a three-year, two-year layoff, Jimmy Johnson makes the Daytona 500. Coming off of turn four, passes J.J. Yeley. So that first duel... It was, it was exciting. It was wild. Let's look at my notes here. Yep. All right. That's it. It was big. It was exciting. So uh, let's go to the second duel. Herminator got the notes. It's wild. The, the second duel won't take me a little time because, buddy, they wrecked their butts off. Um, duel number two. All right. Our, our winner is Christopher Bell. Austin uh, Sendrick was second. And we're going down the back straightaway, and Toyota's right where they want to be. And uh Christopher Belt makes a move on Denny Hamlin. And listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Denny Hamlin just keeps getting better. He, you know, so what he don't win a championship. This guy wins a lot of races. He's in, he's gonna be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh he runs that mouth. We love it. Uh, Denny Hamlin has already said, I like talking crap. It's part of football. It's part of, uh, you know, the NFL. It's part of sports. So Denny Hamlin loves juking and jiving with you. He knows the more he jukes, you guys are going to jive. And he loves it. So Denny Hamlin's there. He's going for the win again. You know, he's already won the Daytona 500 multiple times. So Denny Hamlin is a multiple-time Daytona 500 winner. And he cannot hold off Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell wins the second duel. And as Larry McReynolds said, oh, and by the way, they had the big one. Let's go back with about 8, 10 laps to go. They're coming through the trial or they're running 210 mile hour. And, buddy, okay, that's a joke. They're not running 210, but they're digging. Oh, you know, the roof flaps are popping up and down and you know, I, I ran a lot of races at, at, at the speedways, Daytona and Talladega, and, and you can always tell when things are getting ready to get serious aerodynamically because those roof flaps that they have, we have on the front of our roofs, they start going. <laughs> when you see those roof flaps starting to do this, it means it means there's turbulent air ahead. So that's what happened, and um, William Byron, and and all the boys they uh it was ryan blaney william byron side by side kind of moving a half lane here or there but brad keselowski pops Kyle bush in the butt gives him a run Kyle bush says i don't want this run because i'm gonna hit william byron in the ass but you can't help it because see brad keselowski it, it's hard to see through kyle bush's car so Here's Kyle Busch dragging the break, whoa, whoa, and and he can't help it. Kyle Busch tries to go right, but he inevitably hits. He hits William Byron in the ass, runs him in to uh, our champion last year, which is Ryan Blaney, and buddy Ryan Blaney hits that wall hard. I'm like, oh, no, I hope he's all right. Everybody's okay. And I mean, they all pile in. And when I mean they all piled in, I mean 10 cars at least. So you got to remember they split the duels in half. You know, what is it? You know, 20 and 20, you know, that's 40. So when you knock out 10, you only got like 12 cars left in the whole damn race. Some were able to walk away with damage, but uh, that second duel was crazy. Now, by the way, here we go again. You know, we got a race in the back for 15 spots. And you're not going to believe who it was. It was Kaz Grala. What a name, right? Kaz Grala against B.J. McLeod. Now, you're thinking, oh, B.J., you know, guy's got a little weight on him, you know, doesn't have a very big operation. And, and, you know, we need need to do a show on B.J. McLeod. I thought this guy would be in and out of the sport. I don't know where he gets his money. I don't know where he makes it. The car is black. There's not a damn name on it. B.J. McLeod does something. Respond right here. Tell me where he makes all his money. Because in that, in that second duel, Kaz is up there, and, and that's a front row motorsport. So Cosgrove's teammate is Michael McDowell. And Michael McDowell's is starting front row outside of the Daytona 500. Now, here's what's crazy. Cosgrove's running third or fourth with three to go. And you're thinking, Kaz Grala's looking good. But they start juking and jiving. Kaz Grala gets out of this draft, falls to last. On the last lap, there's B.J. McLeod. You know, the car with no name, number 78. You know, B.J.'s got the hat on backwards. He does the good interviews. I like both of them. And here's Kaz Grala fighting for his life. They are side-by-side, side, coming off of turn four to make the Daytona 500, and, boy, Kaz Grala just makes it. So in both duels, right, Jimmy Johnson makes it by a car length, and in the second duel, Kaz Grala makes it by a car length. And, I mean, you're you're looking at who's going to win the race, and you're looking in the back of the pack to see, damn, it's snowing hard out here. (laughs) So these, these dual 150s, they did not disappoint I'm sorry, I know, I know you, I know you, you love being miserable. I know you hate the sport, but it's a game for you, right? You want to watch the sport so you can talk bad about it, but you can't. I win, you guys lose. These dual one fifties were absolutely off the charts. I just told you why, and uh, it was racing at the front of the pack to see who wins. It was racing in the back of the pack to see who's going to make the Daytona. 500. Well, if you've made it this far, <laughs> that's what my buddy Mitchell Stapleton does, who's got a couple hundred thousand subscribers. Mitchell's my buddy. He, he knows that you all got short span minds like I do. I'm like, I'm still watching. I'm still listening. <laughs> you get a bonus. If you've made it this far, I'm going to give you some more great information about our sport. All right, let's wrap that up. So I told you he was on the front row. And uh, so third, fourth, fifth, sixth, that all lines up for the Daytona 500 on the way you finished in your dual 150s. Let's say it again. Let's say it slow. The front row for the Daytona 500, cars that qualified first, second. Joey Logano, quick time. Michael McDowell, second. That got locked in on the two fastest speeds. The reason we run the dual 150s so we take the finishing order of the first duel, the finishing order of the second duel, and that lines up the inside row, and the second duel lines up the outside, and that, my friend, is the start in the lineup of the date Daytona 500. No provisionals, because remember, it's a franchise. You're automatically locked in, so there's no provisionals. Franchise is the key word here. There's no provisionals because you are a franchise now. If you are a franchise. You are locked in every single race. But, so it's not communism. They got to make it available for some people to make the race so you don't get a lawsuit. So that's where the extra spots come in. And NASCAR was smart doing that. That's why uh, Jimmy Johnson and Kaz Grawler were able to race their way in and make the race. Okay, Let's talk about the garage area. Uh, This is breaking news in the garage area. NASCAR is changing in leaps and bounds. I like it. They're into the entertainment business now. NASCAR has always been entertainment, but it's always been in the suites. So NASCAR is taking something out of the playbook of the NHRA. Uh, When you go into the NASCAR garage area now and you are with a sponsor or you are with a team, you're gonna get a little extra pass and NASCAR has split the truck and trailers. And right here in the middle is an unbelievable hospitality venue. So if you're at Hendrick Motorsport and they got four cars, you got an incredible palm trees and beautiful couches and a beer or some liquor, and you're able right there in the garage area, and here comes you know, Dale Jr. or here comes, you know, Chase Elliott, they sit on the couch with you and they talk to the CEO. You don't have to go make a hospitality appearance. They can come right down to the garage area. So you're going to see this, you're going to look at it, and you're going to go, what am I looking at? So inside the garage area now, in between those teams, it could be Rick Hendrick, Hendrick Motorsport, it could be Gibbs. And uh, NASCAR has allowed this spacing in between these big tractor trailers. So let's say Chase Elliott's hauler here, the number nine. And then let's say right here is, uh, you know, Alex Bowman, another Hendrick driver. They leave a spot right here. And boy, this is palm trees and couches. And it's awesome. All right. Let's put that to bed. Here's the other one. (laughs) LED lights, a rolling billboard on the front of the pit boxes. So you're in the grandstands, you're you're a fan. You paid $100 for your ticket and you're looking on pit road and these enormous pit boxes, right? They're big because the crew chief, they're here and then here's the wife and then right here is the sponsors. These pit boxes are entertainment. Hello, CEO, hello, wife of CEO, You can sit on our pit box and watch us call the race. This is a big deal. It's entertainment. You're right in the game. And on the front of the pit box this year, 2024, is the incredible, I mean, it's like five TV screens, LED, and this is a rolling billboard. Now, respond right here. Is NASCAR going to limit this rolling billboard? Can you only run it before the race? Do they shut it off during the race? Can you, can you roll some of your sponsors that are not approved by NASCAR? I haven't, I haven't looked at the rules. I haven't called Steve Phelps. I haven't called Mike Helton. I didn't call Steve O'Donnell. Great idea. Maybe we'll have one of those on Kenny Conversation. So are the new LED TVs on the front of these big pit boxes Are you going to roll some sponsors by there? And the fan, listen, 100,000 people. Okay, 20,000 people, are they going to see that? What is that sponsor? Does it say Nasty Beast? Does it say, you know, AC Delco? Does it say Valvoline? And does something slide by that NASCAR has not approved? Did you know you have to call NASCAR and get your sponsors approved? You cannot go get a sponsor and just put it on your car. You have to call NASCAR and go, can I have this sponsor? And then NASCAR goes, yes, it's a good sponsor. It doesn't go against our guidelines. And yes, you can have that sponsor. Or no, you cannot have that sponsor. It's a drug. It's, we don't like it. So all right, everybody. Uh, there you go. That's, that's the twin 150 duels. I gave you the starting lineup. I gave you what happened. And I also gave you a little bit with the new garage area and uh, the new LED uh, rolling TV screens on the pit boxes. So I'm excited. I'm excited. The Daytona 500, we're all going to be watching. And remember, this is not about going fast. This is not about motorcycles doing flips. This is not about shock and awe. The Daytona 500 is our Super Bowl. It is about man and machine. Can your car make the distance? Can you not wreck out? And it always comes down to the very end. The Daytona 500, NASCAR's greatest race. All right, everybody. Remember, we are in podcast form. You're going to want to tune in to iTunes or Spotify. We got it going on. You can listen to us. And, uh, Please subscribe if you're right here on on YouTube. Until the next Kenny Wallace Show, and I'm sure it will be my wrap-up for the Daytona 500. NASCAR is back. We're rolling every week. Until the next time. Goodbye, everybody.